This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. Today, we're going to talk to Eva Collins, who hosts a podcast and has an Instagram account called Why Don't You Say Something? And Eva followed me a while back, and I was like, okay, what's this all about? I started digging through, and I really fell in love with her story. I listened to the first episode of her podcast where she talked about how she had been kind of burned out on the coaching industry. She was working as a coach previously and had also spent thousands of dollars on coaching herself only to realize that a lot of the industry is unregulated. There were a lot of, uh, frankly, pretty predatory uh, coaches out there and experiences out there. And she wanted to just start talking about it, start raising awareness about what the industry was really like and teaching people how they can market and sell coaching ethically. So I was pretty shocked when I went to research for this episode. In 2022, the coaching industry generated $4.5 billion, that's billion with a B, dollars in annual revenue, which is a 62% increase over the estimate from 2019. So I wanted to make sure that we were not just kind of ranting or throwing stones in this episode, right? I do coaching, Eva has done coaching, and I am certainly not a perfect person. I just am going to put that out there and get ahead of that. What I wanted to come out of this conversation with Eva was a productive one. I wanted to learn what I could do better, what those of you who are listening and watching could do better, and also what those of us who want to hire coaches or engage in online education in the future should be looking out for. And I really hope that it is helpful and also enjoyable. It was a really fun chat. Thank you so much for uh, listening as always with an open mind. I appreciate you and let's hop into the episode. Welcome Eva. Eva Collins is here from the Instagram and podcast, why don't you say something? Why don't you say something about who you are? What do you do? Why did you why did you start this brand? What's it all about? Yes. Well, thanks so much for having me. I've been in the online coaching and online business industry for probably the past seven or eight years. And a couple of years ago, I feel like I fell into some kind of scammy type of stuff, just some more cheesy marketing. And so it made me step away from a lot of things. And I started an account speaking up about some of the unethical or questionable things that I was seeing online. And it resonated with a lot of people. <laughs> and so now we've been talking about it. And I, I really hope that the account can also bring to light how people can do normal business and do great work online. Yeah, yeah. When did that sort of wake up call happen? Or when did you start 
realizing you were part of that system. So originally I started as a yoga teacher and I would promote my workshops or try and teach a class online. And then I became a certified health coach and I was health coaching with people and it was very like chill one session here or there and that kind of stuff. Um, and then through there, I started doing social media marketing and I would also do a little bit of web design because friends or other yoga teachers would be like, how do I do this? So I was yeah. in the like coaching and service-based world um, and then got into digital marketing as well, because as we all know, hey, great, you wanna put your stuff out there online. And in the beginning of the pandemic, at that time, I had been really active in business coaching. So I was actually working for like some big names in the industry where I was taught by them, taught how to coach, taught how mm -hmm. to coach people in online business. And I learned a lot of really amazing stuff. I mean, amazing, cool, great things. And I also felt like I was guided to do things that felt like, Ooh, I really don't want to do that. Or do I really have to say that? And so I fell into thinking, well, that's just marketing. So mm -hmm. in the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, I was super busy as a mm -hmm. online business coach because everybody went online and it was just insanity with uh, everybody needing to go online. And I had fantastic, very legit clients as well, um, like therapists who have to deliver something like by law and by the grants that they received. So they're moving their classes on, on a group Zoom or a course yeah. that they're creating, you know? So it was really fantastic and I was busy and at some point, I don't know if I like lost my mind or what I thought was going on, but I fell into thinking, you know, I don't want to do as many systems. I don't want to do as much hard work. I just kind of want to lean back and be this course creator that's gonna, I don't know, like lay in bed or just be abundant. And so mm. I laugh about that, but I did kind of get delusional at one point a little bit and fall yeah. into that. So um, it was a mixture of things of like being really busy, also feeling like I was learning some bad stuff and then further going into this realm where it was like, what am I doing? What's happening? It is. It's so you hear this as kind of like this entrepreneurial ideal and I still get it. I still feel this pressure of like, oh, you, you do this by hand or you type in this spreadsheet yeah. yourself or you don't do this. And I'm like, I one, I don't mind. It's like not that hard, but also you can like things. Like I actually really mm -hmm. like working with people one-on-one. -on -one. There are, you know, things that I know I could turn into a course and do like this big group thing or, um, but I'm like, I really, I think the impact's bigger. Maybe when I'm working hands-on with a client or, or I just like it, it's just fun. I think that's really important to keep your own ideals and your own goals and morals at the forefront and values. Yeah. Cause it's like, I really don't want to just lay on the beach all day, <laughs> to be honest, not for totally. 365 days a year. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. One of the things that I will laugh about sometimes is some of the business coaches or marketing out there that is basically like, Oh, you know, that's peasant work to be like doing anything. Like how dare you yes. respond to an email or have to actually create content for a client. It's just so weird. Like, ugh, that's for like lowly people. And mm -hmm. exactly like what you're saying, I don't think that's like in reality. And 
for me, it's been good to look at what things do I really hate and I can try and pass off, but I do want to be doing something that I also love. Like I love creating content for clients or I love helping them come up with ideas and giving them ideas of things to film um, because I do social media management still. So I love those things. I'm genuinely like, oh my God, let's go. For sure. So I have to quick shout out, which I forget if we mentioned uh, when I talked to you, but I was following you and was originally following you because I have some of your courses. So like, I think two years ago when I hadn't done social media management in a while and a client reached out and I mean, your work is great and amazing. And I bought, there was one thing that was so helpful was all of the, I think it's like the templates or the yeah, paperwork. Yeah. The toolbox. Yes. Exactly. People love that. I was like, I know it's going to take me hours to try and dig through or piece things together from my Google drive. And like, mm-hmm. it's just great. So just a, a quick PS that I am a social media manager. I don't do it a ton. So it's not like, oh, reach out to me today. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I love and believe in doing that work and also just shout out to um, the work that you do. So anyways. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Um, so why did you get interested in speaking up? Like you could have had this negative experience and then just went on with your life, but why do you think it's an important conversation to have? Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> ooh, so many reasons, but I, I started to talk to so many different friends in business who had been influenced in the same way that I had, who were starting to get into like mindset coaching only, or all of these things that are not tangible or real to me. I mean, yeah, of course you can check in on your mindset, but you know, it's not like a service. It's not a done for you service. And it's very like ethereal. So, yeah. so many of my friends in the online business world who were in that kind of weird space as well, were not successful. They were not doing well. It was like, I was hearing from so many different friends or people who had been successful saying that they were struggling and wondering what was wrong with them. And there had just been so many experiences like that and or um, so much BS that I had seen online that I just felt fed up. I also purchased a course that was like, oh my God, it was, I think it was like $2,000. And when I got inside of it, it was like literally only Facebook live ramblings. And I was like, (laughs) what was marketed was not what was delivered in any way, shape or form. Um, I also had like my business bestie, you know, that person you're just like talking to every day and just has, you've been in business together. Um, she actually got really, I would say badly like scammed or burnt by a coach, um, where it was not, it was really not good. She was led to do some bad stuff. She wanted to, um, not continue to work together. And this coach literally said, I'm going to charge you a leaving fee. So not only can you knock it out of your payment plans, but I'm charging you like a breaking away fee. And so Mm. there was just so many experiences where I was like, this is insane. This is not okay. Yeah, you're very brave. I'll give you like a compliment too, because I mean, it's hard. I know it's hard. I I made a YouTube video probably two or three years ago now, and I still get comments on it today being like, you just don't know, like, you know, you just haven't found the right person. And I think it's important to say that there are 
people who do good work out there for sure. But um, it is scary to speak out about anything that goes against, you know, the soft and fuzzy, like people want to keep these tactics alive because it makes a lot mm. of money. There are so many of these coaches who make so much money yeah. by doing exactly what you said. So there's a lot for them to protect and a lot for them to be defensive over. So thank yeah. you for speaking out about it. I think it's important. Well, that, thanks for that. Um, you know, at the time when I started speaking up about it, I had kind of quit working for this, you know, big name in the industry. I, I had clients through them and I just had my social media clients and they don't even like know anything or even care anyway. And I started working at a nursing home a couple days a week mm -hmm. and it was just so like heartwarming, so grounding. I had people who I held their hand every day or braided their hair and it just completely made me feel like I don't care about internet drama. I mean, of course, like I do because my account is like funny and stuff like that, <laughs> but I don't take to heart like people who are just trying to scream at me or call me names. It was just a very grounding experience where I was in the real world and I didn't really care about the online hate. And then yeah. secondly, as soon as I made my account, maybe two, 300 followers, I thought it would be, you know, kind of like a crap posting account where you just really don't care and it's your little side yeah. project. And I started getting, I mean, hundreds of messages. I mean, I've probably gotten thousands at this point of people who are saying, thank God you're speaking up and telling me horror stories, like yeah, lying, yeah. lying to their husbands about how much they invested. And it's like damaged their home now as far as right. like, I mean, just really unbelievable and scary stories. Um, so it also inspired me to speak up because knowing what I know, I am not worried about some hate and some harm in that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. For sure. For sure. What, what did you learn from your experience that maybe people can take away from when they're looking to invest in a program or a coach? Because I mean, I guess I don't want to speak for, for you. I guess I'll say, I still think there are good folks out there. As mm -hmm. you mentioned, like you took a course and I'm sure I'm not the only one that you found helpful. So how do you vet these yeah. things, you know, and, and make sure that you're not going to fall prey to one of these scams? Yeah. It's funny because of course I have come across as like a, a hater or been heavily critiquing coaching and the course world, but I, that is because I love, and I am obsessed with online courses. I love online business. I love coaching in an actual real trained good way. Yeah. Um, I recently just finished another training where I'll be a nationally board certified health coach. And then I'm looking cool. at becoming an ICF certified coach, which is like the highest, you know, standard. And anyways, yep. I love online business. And so it's not that they're all horrible. There's fantastic stuff out there. Exactly. Like I purchased your course. It was so well-priced and I got just what I needed and it did, you know, excel me further and exactly, you know? So one thing that's good, which I'll list a couple points from is the FTC has guidelines on some of these things. Now, a couple years ago, they said, Hey, we're putting the feelers out about what has been people's experience with kind of weird online business offerings or coaches. Um, also like um, real estate kind of scammy stuff is big, mm -hmm. like come to this real estate seminar. And then I, I don't know, there's all these levels. Yes. So 
I know nothing about that, but um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, has some guidelines that they've put out now based upon their experiences and then the fraud that people are reporting. Some of the things that I learned, and this is also their their big points, but to be weary of huge income claims. So mm -hmm. whether it is the marketing you're doing, not to be shouting from the rooftops about income claims, and then as a buyer, not wanting to sign up for something because you think you're going to make some huge return. That's yep. a big one. Yeah. And you see that all the time. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, when I first started, it was like the six figure year. And then it became now it's like six figure month. I'm like, yes. <laughs> first of all, what? But um, even as deep as like getting into the nitty gritty of the numbers of like, this is exactly how much I made. And yeah. you can get that, too, if you follow the system like you, you can't do that or in mm -hmm. my opinion you shouldn't be doing that i don't think it's it's helpful i am very open at the same mm -hmm. time like if somebody wants to work with me and we're having a conversation and they genuinely ask me like how much do you make or or what is the earning potential i also i'm honest about it like mm -hmm. i'm happy to answer people's questions because i also also think that is important like when you're hiring a coach and they might say oh i made a million dollars last year but I spent, you know, 900,000 in Facebook ads. That's important to know, right? Yeah. But I think being honest about a question from somebody who is looking to hire you is different from leading in using that as advertising. That's Completely. my two cents on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because as the buyer, you kind of lose track of what you're even buying and you're only looking at, well, of course I'd want that much money rather than is this the right fit in a lot of ways do i have the skills to do this what would i even be selling you know you just kind of go a bit blind to well well sure i want to make ten thousand a month and all i have to do is follow this proven system so yep. it's totally fine to talk about like let's say literally social media um this is the average of packages that people charge as social media managers yeah. right you're like no, 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 yeah. no two, 300 thing anymore. You can have yeah. these levels and then up to a couple thousand for if you're managing all their stuff. So it's right. not like you can't ever talk about money, but the marketing of here's how I made 10,000 this month, sign up for my course or buy my program now so you can make it too mm -hmm. is like not good. And so mm -hmm. the FTC calls, they call it a, a manipulative sales tactic um, mm. to be using income claims like that mm. as your sole yeah. way of marketing. So yeah. yeah. Along the same lines of what you were mentioning is one of the things that I've learned and also one of the things that the FTC talks about is being, being weary of like when things start to become MLM or pyramid schemey. Mm -hmm. And I think that's happening more and more in the coaching and online course world. So yes. the FTC talks about being being weary of, are they teaching you to turn around and recruit people as well? Mm. So is it a course on how to be a plumber and have better plumbing skills? Or is right. it a course on like, you're supposed to turn around and enroll more plumbers? You can teach them this class and start enrolling more plumbers into the program. Right, right. Like, where does it turn from we're helping you get the skills or the knowledge to provide a better service right. to you're also going to turn around and enroll people. So mm -hmm. 
if it is a social media program, I'm going to turn around and say, hey, I saw your listing that you need a social media manager. I can right. do that service. I'm not turning around to social media managers and trying to teach them or coach them. I think a lot of people struggle with this one because there's this kind of culture of like posting for each other and a bunch of social media managers talking to each other, which like, don't get me wrong. It's great to have community. So I'm never like, don't do that. But I'm like, but that's not like that's not who's going to be paying you but i think it sometimes becomes this like self-fulfilling thing where it's like well you've built up this platform now of other social media managers mm -hmm. and then it's like well what do i sell them i get my clients from linkedin you know that's where mm -hmm. the corporate clients the corporate money is it's on linkedin or like upwork i got my first jobs on upwork I didn't even really post on Instagram, yeah. you know, until I like already had a business that was running, yeah. um, you know, obviously there's industries and stuff that are on Instagram, but knowing your audience, I think is really mm -hmm. important. And so I guess that's what I'll add to that is I think it's really important that we know who we're really trying to reach and like speak to those people, try to avoid kind of building these communities that turn into like, well, I guess I have to sell something now. And yeah. I guess I'm going to be selling it to my peers and teaching them how to do this whole MLM type thing. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good point. And that's really true about how social media managers, it's like they love social media. So they're on there and they're posting, but then they kind of are maybe posting social media manager humor or how they're doing their day as a social media manager. And it's like, but, but honestly, you could get great clients by saying, oh, someone has a thriving business, but your social media is horrible and you haven't posted right. in a year. They're not really on social media. If they were doing it well, yep. then like, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like most of the clients I found, they don't even look at their messages or know how to use the app. Um, which yes. is why they're going to pay me to do it. So totally, it can it can really be the same way in the coaching world where they're talking yeah. about their coaching. But like for me, let's say as a health coach, I'm not speaking to other health coaches or talking about right. my business. I'm speaking to the people who need help in a certain area. So yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. And it is, it's challenging because I think we live in this very like instant gratification culture. And I always say there's this, this difference between, you know, optics and outcomes. Like it, mm. if you post, if I post a social media manager meme, you know, and I'm a brand new social media, like that's going to do so much better than if I post a, you know, update my LinkedIn profile or post a yeah. LinkedIn post to my five connections. And so I think there's this temptation to just do what's popular or do what yeah. is going to get likes, but it's like, let, likes don't pay the bills and you know you might be reaching the wrong people so trying to be intentional with that stuff is important and and obviously like just to clarify by me saying this clearly i'm like such a hypocrite because that's a lot what my my business is about I have a podcast i talk about this world and so i'm not by no means saying like you're not allowed to do that but i also like i built a business first <laughs> like I, totally. I worked with real clients first before i kind of started trying yeah. to create this community. So, yeah. Right. It's like, there's a huge difference between, um, I mean, I'm being like dramatic, but you've heard of master resale rights, which is all the rage in. Yes. Okay. If anyone I actually doesn't wanted know, to ask you about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually barely know about it, but I know the gist for anyone who's not familiar. It's 
a program. I think it's $500 for a course that you can actually turn and just sell that course. And so when you mm -hmm. sell it, you are saying, Hey, you bought it and then now you can sell it. So you're just literally like, it's almost like air. I don't really get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's a huge difference between, oh, wait a minute, you just bought this program. So now I should buy it from you, mm -hmm. which makes them successful that they are a, a course seller. Do you know what I mean? It's a, mm -hmm. it's a trip. Mm -hmm. But anyways, there's a mm -hmm. huge difference from from that, whatever the heck that is. And then saying, hey, I've been in this industry a while. I have ideas and thoughts. I have resources. I have guides. You know, I love that. And so I'm a hypocrite yeah. myself too, that I'm talking about ways we can do better in online business or saying, oh my gosh, being a holistic practitioner or like um, health coach or yoga teacher or coach for eight years, mm -hmm. I've come to think of things that are going to help you in business or guides, uh, guidelines, things that I wish I had known. So it's a huge, it's not like black and white. It's a huge difference between like, wait a minute, the people who decided they were some kind of teacher in a month and now their whole business is on recruiting that. And the other thing that I think make somebody so legit is like, you're still active in the business. You you have yeah. social media clients or you have your pulse on the industry versus yeah. like, uh, you know, it just kind of gets weird where someone's focus is only on recruiting people. So yeah, for sure. For sure. And at, like, that's my advice too, is like, ask again, that's why I said I'm transparent and open. If somebody it's like, Hey, I'm interested in taking your course, or can you work with me one-on-one? -on -one? What is your, um, job history? Like, you know, where did you work before working yeah. for yourself? Who were some of your clients? Like I'm open about all of that stuff. And so I encourage people to ask those questions too, because if there, there's a coach who can teach you how to become a social media manager and they haven't actually had any clients or mm -hmm. maybe they've had one and it was their cousin and they've been doing it for two months, you know, use your best judgment. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were talking about what are the things that I have come to learn and then slash what is the FTC saying, you know, staying away from the income claims, staying away from like turning around and recruiting other people. One thing I think that is great to do, fantastic to do is offer something that has like a clear, tangible, measurable outcome. You know, you're going to get the tools to be a social media manager or you are going to take a yoga teacher training versus this is a course about expansion and love and freedom. And so it's like, what is that? That's coaching. What is that? that, that it, it, I don't know what that is or even what I'm going to do. So yeah. that's another tidbit that I love to look at. Mm -hmm. There is a part of that that does feel really predatory to me as well. Um, I mean, all of this stuff we've been talking about feels predatory, but I think especially that like feel good, get happy thing, mm. because it's starting to kind of feel like there might be some other void that you're looking to fill. And in which case I'm going to say, maybe I have a therapist. There's no shame mm -hmm. in having a therapist. Like maybe that's a great solution for it. Maybe it's, maybe there is something else going on in, in your world where you maybe don't feel like you have the personal or family support or whatever. And I feel like the mindset coaching in particular really attracts that. And it kind of scares me because I think, yeah. you know, if you're a lonely person or you're going through a hard time and all you have to do is pay a couple hundred bucks every week or whatever, mm -hmm. that, yeah, people are going to do that. 
the problem is they're most of them are not trained or qualified to assist with some of those like next yeah. level problems. I can help you if your social media tool broke or whatever. I can't help you if you're going through a personal crisis or a mental health crisis. Yes. I mean, oh my gosh, like amen to that. One of the other points, like what you're hitting on is people staying within their scope of practice. I mean, so, you know, as a social media manager, scope creep, where you're doing yeah. someone's social media and they're like, hi, can we hop on the phone on Friday? And I want to write out my whole email list uh, yep. ideas and we're going to brainstorm together. And then I need you to tweak my website. So that is like scope creep where you're like, no, ma'am, you know, <laughs> that's not included in this. And if you do uh, want to do that, if I offer it, this is the price. So scope creep is also, I think, really important as a provider when you are the coach or when you are the person who's speaking to someone, especially in coaching, it is very, very, very easy to suddenly be like, wait a minute, where are we? We're talking about your childhood trauma all mm -hmm. of a sudden. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's so important to understand your scope, your scope of practice as a, a coach, especially, you know, it's, that's not as hard when you're doing someone's social media, but right. When you're right. talking to someone, it can happen very easily. And so yeah. I think especially around the coaching industry, practitioners need to be super careful about that and know that 100% of the time, the clients will do it. They will scope creep. They will start to talk about, oh, my father yelled at me or who knows what. And so yeah. it's up to us to say, oh, you know, thanks for sharing. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's totally not, you know, up my alley or something that I'm, I'm not the best person to support you around that. But, you know, have you thought about talking to this person or hiring that person? So absolutely. Right. And I think it does get so creepy in the mindset coaching world. And I'm saying that as a former quote mindset coach mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. it's totally different to say, oh yeah, call me and we'll work on your social media versus yep do you feel sad and lonely and depressed and you're trying to be some kind of therapist, um, you know, coaching people on their relationships. I mean, I think like relationships, mental health finances is something that only qualified trained people yep. should be doing. We're not talking yep. about meal prepping. We're talking <laughs> right. about like, I mean, you're suddenly coaching them on their like life yeah. is very tricky. I guess for the flip side, for anyone who is providing services, something that I found that was helpful is I have it on my website. I am not a lawyer, therapist, or accountant or something like that. Like, of course, I, if you want to ask me, you know, do you have an LLC or an S corp? I can answer that question anecdotally, but like, I cannot coach you and tell you what the best business entity for yourself is. I can't. And same, I cannot help you through a mental health crisis. You know, I can yeah. be empathetic and be kind to you, of course, but like, that's not my, that's not in scope. And that has helped, I think, with some of the expectations that, that have come in for me. Absolutely. And another good point around this is I think it gets very tricky to have these big long-term contracts in mm -hmm. the coaching world, or let's say even you're doing like a group coaching program um, where people cannot stop being charged no matter what, like people cannot quit no matter what. So of right. course it makes sense to have contracts and social media. It's not like 
the next day they can say, you know what? I realized I need to go to therapy, so I'm not doing social media management with you anymore. No, but as far as let's say coaching if people say it's a, you know, six month commitment and you can't leave no matter what, that's not really cool to me. Like the person mm-hmm. should be able to leave if they think it's not a good fit. Um, and then the same thing might be true around like big group coaching programs. And I'm not saying they should be able to be like a month in, I don't want to do the work on this anymore. And I just stopped listening to the course. I'm not saying that, right. but you know, it's just kind of good to see, especially around one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Well, you are going to start creeping into lots of other weird stuff if they feel that's what they need and you're not letting them leave either. So, yeah, it's, it's weird. And it kind of goes against this whole like abundance mindset thing anyway. Right. If you're like this mindset coach, but you want to like keep this, you know, stronghold on people where it's like, I don't want to get on a zoom call with somebody who doesn't want to be there. Like that's very awkward and weird. So just let them go. (laughs) And if you're about, you're this super successful, rich mindset coach. Wouldn't you just be like, no, no worries. Girl, I think so too. I think (laughs) you're like, I know. (laughs) Like the ones who are the most like manipulative and kind of bully people behind the scenes about not letting them leave and bully them about their payments. I sometimes think they're the ones who are talking the most about abundance and how much money they make. Like, yeah. So yeah, sure. Okay. So those are all great things to look out for if you're looking to hire a coach, but also if you are a coach, if you are somebody who is offering any type of education courses, thank you. You're you're the one who shared that with me actually for the first time. And I sat through and I like looked like audited myself. I'm like, am I answering yes to any of these things for my, my own products and services? So I think it's a really good exercise to go through um, for yourself too. Yeah, especially because there's there's so many people who are doing great work out there and mm-hmm. the industry's not going anywhere. And unfortunately, because it's not regulated, it's the Wild West and there are people who are just doing the most wild, outrageous things. So I think mm-hmm. it is good to audit yourself, even in a way of saying, oh, because people can be weary and because it's the Wild West, how can I make sure that I'm differentiating myself and saying like, no way am I doing any of that weird stuff, right? Yep. Like, because we, we can also fall into it easily without even thinking of it because we see everybody doing it or we think it's normal. And so, yeah, it's just good to check in and just see like what is also an actual match for your values and how you want to present your business out there. So, yeah. 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 And this is something that you are now teaching, right? Um, I know that yeah. you are doing like a, a, a kind of a, I don't know what you're calling it, a, a course or a session or a workshop. Yeah. T- tell us about it. it. <laughs> totally. So at the moment, I'm doing a five week live class where it's held on Zoom and we're talking about a specific topic, maybe pricing or how to not use pain points in marketing. So I'm teaching yeah. on a topic and sharing my thoughts and things that we can do. And then we also open it up to, hey, you can just do a share, talk about what you've been experiencing, or also ask for questions and feedback around your work. And not just from me, but from the group, if there's other people who they want to connect with. So yes, I've had my account for about a year and a half. And I've, this is the first round of classes that I'm doing. 
because I realized, and I was very surprised actually, at how many really good, fantastic people there are out there. Like let's say a therapist who have fallen into um, marketing that can be tweaked or some cheesy stuff that we just don't wanna do. There's just fantastic people who could use support around just doing normal marketing, like normal business. Point I think is to kind of be there live and check in and be in community, so yeah. Yeah, I love that. I also wanna add on just, I'm not the FTC, but adding <laughs> adding on to your, your list of bullet points from the FTC, that's something that I look for too when I am looking to invest in something, a course, uh, a program, is I think having some access to other people, the instructor, I think it's not necessary and it doesn't make sense for every product. Like you mentioned the toolbox, it, it's templates. Like that's what you bought. It doesn't make sense for me to like handhold everyone through it. But I think there there is so much value and I think in general, when there is some type of access for you to be able to ask clarifying questions, meet other people, just, uh, I also find that it kind of humanizes whoever's teaching it. Like they're not up here and you're down Mm -hmm. here. It's like kind of, it's about a community. That's something that I look for as well. Again, I'm not saying every course or every program needs to have a live component, but that is something I think people can look out for when they're assessing value, especially if it's a higher ticket item, you know, anything over a few hundred dollars, I think should have some type of interaction. You shouldn't just be paying that for like an evergreen course yeah. in most cases, or at least I would not. That is such a good point. And I'm going to take that one and run with it. It's not something I really thought about before, actually. And it's so true. When I look back at investments that like weren't the best, um, there actually wasn't any interaction So like a a high ticket course where maybe there was a Facebook group, but it was dead and I had no calls with the person, no interaction. And it it really wasn't a good experience, not just because of that, but it kind of turned out to be a bit empty or dated or whatever. So I do think that's such a good point to have some kind of connection with them. And then at a minimum, they're going to also be around. They're going to care about it on some kind of level. Yeah, which not everybody does. Um, so I think that's such a good point. Yeah, it's it's a lot harder to scam people you have a relationship with, like even even if it's just a you know colleague or or whatever type relationship. It when you look somebody in the eye on a Zoom call, it's a lot harder to dehumanize them in the way that I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. So that's been my so experience good. on on both ends of it. So all right, well. You've been really generous with your time. I appreciate you being here. I can't believe like I, normally my, I don't talk to people for an entire hour in an interview. So I feel like we could talk all day. I want to ask you one last question because you you got out of this world. One, what are you doing if you feel comfortable mm-hmm. sharing outside of, you know, this kind of side quest, if you will. And I'm curious because I think a lot of people are drawn to coaching, especially like the mindset coaching, because they are caring people. What else could they do if they decide that this isn't for them and it is getting a little too weird? Totally. As far as myself, it's a is a bit of a long one, but I will I have the gift of GABA. I will <clears throat> condense it to say um, when I quit coaching, I started working at a nursing home and I was actually um, a hands-on caregiver and I was also a social worker assistant. So I realized, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing so much coaching 
or using the skills that are fantastic in order to support someone or listen to them or understand what it is they need. Um, so I did another training to become a nationally board certified health coach. And I'll probably look at jobs where um, it's like through insurance companies that you are coaching people and it's paid for through insurance. So I'm working on my certification hours for that. And then I'm also looking at ICF certification. So that is the International Coaching Federation. And it's basically like the OG highest level. Um, people can work as like a corporate coach or yes, have private clients and stuff. Facebook hired a head coach of Facebook mm. and their employees, um, which was like insanely highly paid. And you yeah. have to be ICF certified. So it's okay. a fantastic certification. And if somebody's looking at, oh my gosh, I really do like coaching, but am I like off my rocker? Am I just making something <laughs> up? Am I hurting people? Uh, I would definitely look at doing a certification that yeah. is legit. And yep. that's, that's really hard to, that's hard to understand. Like, what does that mean? But you can look at a certification and also from a place that is accredited. So the school can be accredited. It means that it's like more legit, not just a Udemy certification in a weekend, you know? Yes. Yes. So I would absolutely, absolutely, absolutely look at getting a certification at the bare minimum, as well as looking at um, ICF or these higher level, you know, certifications. So there are like job jobs that people can do, um, especially like as a professional coach, when you have certain um, certifications. I mean, like ICF at a minimum just to train is like a year plus like 200 yeah. hours plus um, peer reviewed mentorship. I mean, it's not like a joke, you know? Yeah. As far as me, I mean, I am in this weird place where it's like, I do love coaching and I do basically I have like, ask me anything sessions where people will talk to me about their business. And it's like one session, it's one off it's, and yeah. they can book more, but I'm not tying them into something creepy. So yeah. I hope to continue talking about online marketing and how we can do it in a good way. And I also hope to further my skills and my training as a coach or a health coach, because I am really passionate about it. And it is not going anywhere either. Yeah, it's really not. Yep. I think they're just going to start having higher standards for it and probably start regulating it a bit more. Yeah. Actually, my last question is, have you seen Tinder Swindler, the Netflix? Yes. <laughs> and did you watch till the end where it says he's now working as a business coach? Yes. Right. <laughs> I feel like there's been some good content lately about there's also like that twin flames one. Yeah. Good stuff coming out about it. And I think that's just a signal that to your point, like some of this stuff probably will hopefully get regulated. I, I want it to exist as well. It's helped me so much, but I think maybe some of those, those weirdos will get weeded out eventually. Yes. There's a huge difference between helping someone and just doing a normal service and telling them that you're channeling their twin flame who's in jail <laughs> and you, you just need to pay them for the next course and the next coaching. Oh my God, that that show was such a trip. I actually just watched it last week. But exactly, yeah. there's a huge difference between those things and you have to laugh at the wackiness because it is out there. Mm -hmm, for sure.
For sure. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Where can people find you all? I'll leave it down below, of course. Yes. Thank you for having me so much. I have an Instagram, which is called Why Don't You Say Something? And then I have a website, which is why don't you say something.com. And there's also a resources page on the site that has FTC articles, great other resources for red flags to look out for, or different articles from great uh, associations around marketing, all kinds of stuff. So the Instagram and the website. Awesome. Cool. And I'll link your class if it's still up in the show notes as well for people to check out. Thank you so much awesome. for being here, Eva. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, everybody. Of course.